0: Hello and welcome to Understanding Emotions. My name is Sankalp. Today we are going to talk about assertiveness, the art of assertiveness. So what, what do I mean by assertiveness? What are some situations where assertiveness comes up? Well, were you ever asked to make a presentation and you didn't have time but you just said yes out of obligation or habit? Were you asked to ask for a favor, perhaps pick up some groceries? Or if you're, if you're a student, uh, asked for your notes and maybe you had to study them, study with those notes. But you couldn't say no because, hey, how could you? And perhaps in more personal context, let's say in a dating situation, one party wanted to go all the way and the other one did not. But they couldn't say no. And that happens all the time, doesn't it? So where does assertiveness shape up in your life? Where does it come up in your life? And where where are the situations in which you could benefit from saying a no? And of course, this is not as simplistic as just saying a no. And we'll get into that later. But where are areas of your life where you could assert yourself more, where you could demand something more, where you could claim something more? What is your relationship to assertiveness? So I think going forward with this episode, I'd like you to keep this scenario in mind because theory is good. But you know, if you have this practical scenario in mind, you will be able to gain much more from what I'm about to share. So assertiveness. Before you are able to assert anything, you need to know what you want. Like You need to know what you're being assertive for, what your preferences are. And a lot of us, especially with the nice conditioning, and if you don't know what that is, it's is, uh, I've re- recorded a whole episode on it called Why Being Nice is Unhealthy. But in a nutshell, what it is is, this pattern of behaviors that many of us have, which, is, which could be classed as people-pleasing, so saying yes when you really want to say no, for example, just because you don't want to hurt someone else, I encourage you to check out that episode for more examples and more details on how that comes about. So before you are able to assert yourself, before you are able to claim something, you need to know what you want. You need to know what your own preferences are. And a lot of times we have hesitation, even thinking what our own preferences are, even thinking what our complete self-interest is. And without knowing that, how can you expect to ask for it? So you know, selfishness is good in this case for the thought experiment. And of course, the world can't give you everything you want. And then the art of talking and negotiating and assertiveness, all of those comes in. But before you make that conversation, before you make that contact, it's, it's useful to think what do you want? And for that, it's useful to think if you could get anything you want, if you had complete self-interest in this world, what would you ask for? If you know for sure, if you knew for sure that others would not be hurt by asking for it, what would you ask for? If you knew for sure that not only that others will not be hurt by it, but they would actually benefit from it, what would you ask for? So just take a moment to bring up some situation and bring up this situation and think of what is my complete self-interest here? What could it be that I want if there were no rules imposed on me, if I had no obligations? So a lot of people, a very common theme is a lot of people when they do this exercise, they think that they want to work less. So if they are working in an office or they are working under someone especially, they get this temptation that you know maybe all of my hours are not spent well or maybe you know this one meeting that have that i have to attend every monday maybe i could skip that and i could do something even more better even more interesting or even more productive at that point so so what is it for you be it in a work context maybe it's more in a personal context maybe maybe you want to share some responsibilities with your partner. Maybe it's you who's always taking out the trash. And maybe you want to have some days off. And ask if uh, your partner could do that. Another common one is taking time for yourself and your health. So perhaps uh, you have kids. And there are too many responsibilities right now. And your partners are juggling this maze of bringing these two humans up, raising these two humans. Perhaps you want to ask for a few hours in the day where you could go to the gym and work out and maybe your partner could take care of that, the kids. Or maybe you could ask your grandparents to come in. We'll talk about the solutions and how to go about asking later but this part is important. What does your complete self-interest look like? It doesn't mean you're gonna get it. It doesn't mean you're entitled to anything. But we often have a block to even imagine it, and then what's going on there? Do we not deserve to even think what we want? Okay, so I'm guessing you have it. What do you want? You ha- you have your total, complete self-interest in mind. The next thing I want to pivot into is this idea of conflict. So just saying that word, how does how does that it how does that land with you? Do you feel good about having conflicts? Probably not. That word is quite loaded. And yet when we think of assertiveness unconsciously or consciously, we are thinking of going into conflict. That's what our mind expects that, hey, you know, going into assertive mode, asking for what I want is probably asking for conflict. And so at that point, it's useful to think what your ideas of conflict are. Like how does it feel in your chest? Does it like lead to a clenching and a contraction? Like when I think of conflict to me, it's just like a sudden collapse in my chest and in my throat. And this is important because this is the reason why we avoid assertiveness. Because we are afraid to feel these kinds of feelings and we are afraid that others might feel these kinds of feelings because of us. So just noticing what the problem is, is are these sensations and feelings around conflict, which is such a loaded word. And what often happens with people who are just like starting to get out with this assertiveness training business, uh, especially with the internet marketing of like, be yourself, ask for what you want, be bold. And I'm all up for that. But often what happens is people swing on the other side. People just become rude. And maybe you are afraid of that, that you just end up become becoming this entitled asshole. We will we'll get to how to find a balance. But the swinging of the pendulum on the other side is also not very healthy. If you're just like, you know, I want this and I won't care about anything else. Well, that's that's going to be a bit unhealthy. So I think the... Key word here is to replace conflict with collaboration. Yeah, that is to refl- replace con- conflict with collaboration. What if, what if the next conversation that you're thinking of having, which is assertive, which you want to ask for something, what if that is a collaboration between you and the other person? And think about it. In reality, it is, right? So if I want to, let's say, talk to my supervisors about something, it's not that they have some other interests in mind. Like they and I both want to do my PhD very well. And they also they also want me to feel good by doing it. And I want that too. And so most often in life, we are not dealing with these opposition parties as much. We are dealing with like our spouse and our kids and our parents. And we are dealing with our bosses who hopefully... Uh, want the same thing as you do quite often it is not a fist fight it's more of a the both parties have similar goals anyway and if it is a kind of a situation where you know there is more of a animosity or opposing heads even then can we can we be curious to the other person's position can we be collaborative with them and instead of like fighting against and like butting heads can we, can we flow in a direction where problems are solved together, where we are in the same team? So again, to bring back to where we were, the key I think in my experience I've found is to think of going into conversations, assertive conversations as collaborating with them because I think we might have the same goals and we do have the same goals more often than not. Whether or not the goals themselves are the same, I try to approach conversations which are assertive with curiosity. Now, this is different than the whole swinging of the pendulum on the other side and being bold and asking for what you want and just stating, you know, you know what, this is what I want. I want, I want to go outside from this time to this time and I don't care what you think. And okay, okay, that is some level of assertiveness, but curiosity would be something like, hey, I really want to care for my health and I want to go to the gym uh, from seven to eight, three days a week. And I know we have kids and it's, it's it's my priority to care for them and tend to them. Do you think it would be possible that you take care of the kids and for those times? And I go out and work out because it will help me maintain my health. How do you think people will respond to that? Will it be like a defensive thing? Or do you think people will be open to that? And of course, replace this conversation with your workplace conversation or whatever, and you could you could literally add like, "I'm curious, do you think it is possible what What would you want? I'm curious because I want the best for you too. So curiosity, like this is what I want. what do you want? And this is the missing piece in a lot of advice or some random advice on the internet or on books even, which is we we go to the complete self-interest bit and then we try to just impose that complete self-interest on others. But the world is not catered to us necessarily all the time. In fact, most of the times it's not. And we have to work with others and we have to work with forces beyond our control. So this element of curiosity, hey, what do you want? This is what I want. What do you want? I'm curious and this could work not just with like people but you could also have this sort of an outlook for the world or nature or god or the flow whatever you want to call it in general so it's like uh, when when you get a lot of pain uh, and you're getting like these sensations of like overwork let's say like burnout like it might be useful to ask your own body like hey I wanted to work full time to earn this this amount of money so that I could enjoy and I could Uh, give to others and all of that but hey it seems like you 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 want something else it seems like you want some rest it seems like you want some downtime and so this is a bit of a assertive conversation that we're having with ourselves with our own health with our own body so i i i hope what i'm trying to convey is coming through which is assertiveness is a two-piece phenomenon i think One is to first know what you want and that leads to this thought visualization or thought experiment of complete self-interest. And I gave you some leading questions for that, which is if everyone in this room would have said yes to what I want, what would I want? Or another good one is if this person that I want to have this assertive conversation with, if they would benefit from me getting what I want, what would I ask for? If I knew it for sure that it's in their best interest also, what would I ask for? And think about it. It is in their best interest if you are healthy and if you are mentally healthy and if your emotions are uh, stable and happy and fulfilling. So that is piece one, which is knowing what you want. Complete self-interest. And this is the polar opposite of niceness, which is totally people pleasing. I have no preferences. I have no desires, no wishes. It's just you. And I'm just going to say yes, because I want to please you. And I don't want to hurt you. And what we're trying to do is find out what the other end is, which is complete self interest. And then in the next step, come to a middle point, which is created through curiosity, which is, hey, this is what I want this is my preference i'm curious if that is okay with you and you know what it's going to be difficult it's not easy to ask for that because when in the asking years and years of conditioning of niceness and unworthiness it is going to stop you from even asking and it's not going to be perfect like for me it's not perfect even today and uh sometimes i am able to have these conversations and sometimes i'm not and that's okay that's just a practice that's just conditioning um, And that's just growth. It, it won't happen in one day. So this was like the mindset behind having a sort of conversation. Now I thought it would be good to wrap up with some practical tips or techniques that might help creating this mindset and that might help you have this conversation better. So the first challenge with having a sort of conversation is often how to bring it up. And, uh, you know, that is a lot to do with the previous episode on social anxiety. And I highly recommend you check it out. But that boils down to cultivating courage. And that is a muscle that you can develop. So, you know, we can talk about a million words to start it. But if you have not developed that muscles, then all of this will be tough. This is the same as how do you start a conversation with a stranger? Like it's, it's the same muscle that you need. It's not that you don't know the words, like you could say hi and that's enough. But it's it's often the courage bit that prevents us from starting those conversations, be it the assertive ones or be it with strangers. So that is going to be practice and I have a lot of suggestions on how to build that courage in the previous episode, which I recommend you check it out. Uh, as far as the literal words go, I would just go with something like, hey, I wanted to talk to you about something. Or you know, there's something that's been keeping me up at night, or just bothering me recently, and I wanted to share what I think of it. If you are close to someone, another ninja one, I think, and this especially works with people who you are intimate with, uh, is to just sh- start, not not frame it with anything, just start by saying, you know, I've, am uh, I'm, I'm I'm feeling like I want to go to the gym every now and then Um, and not like preface it with saying you know let's 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 talk about something (laughs) going into this zone uh, which might create some tension and you could just avoid all of that by just sharing Um, but you know either of that are okay none of none of it is like a rule or anything I'm just I'm just giving you some tips which might help initiate that I've been thinking about something and I wanted to share with you that's a good one there's something I've been meaning to tell you. That's another good one. Uh can I can I share something? That's that's also a good one. If it's not very intense, you could just be like, hey, can I can I can I share something that's been on my mind? Uh or the other ninja one, you know what's been on my mind and just start rather than ask a question. So you have the permission. It is this another way to put it? You have the permission to share and you can give yourself permission to share without being asked. Okay. Um, Another, so once assuming that you have started the conversation, you could either start by sharing literally what, what your ask is, or you could start by sharing the values first, like establishing that collaborative frame first. So in the case of the gym example and the children example I've been taking, it could be, I really want the best for our children. And I really want them and I really want us to be around for them in that critical period of their lives. And so rather than saying, but which is, which often puts people in this competitive frame, but like just saying, and I want to care for my health as well. So what I did here is just talk about some values that are shared between us and reinforce this idea that. It is not about me just wanting what I want and I don't care about anything else. But you know, this, these are the common values that I'm thinking through. And based on these values, this is what I want to do. So just start with the establishing that frame, that collaborative frame and sharing these are my values. And I really want the best for both of us. Uh, and I really want us to be together for a very long time. So these are some, some things that you can use. Once once you have established that, then you could say by saying, I, I wonder if you could take care of the kids at this time and I can go and do my workout. And that is curiosity, as we talked about. You could also ask them if they want some time like that because, hey, it's collaborative and we care about the other person as well. So I'm curious if you would want also some time for yourself. And maybe I could take care of the kids at that point. Most of the times it should go well. Most of the times people are receptive in my opinion. Even if at first it might be very, uh, a very tense situation. What do you do if someone is lashing back at you? What if someone is just yelling at you? Honestly, that has never happened to me. That has really never happened. And if it does happen... So first of all, just note that, you know, we might just be wondering about the worst case scenario, which might happen once in an eternity. And that is just yet another mechanism of our minds to stop us from making the ask and stop us from being more and claiming more. That's the inner critic, in other words, and I have episodes on that. But assuming, let's say you have some experience, like, you know, this person has some temper, And in that case, I would ask like, Is that person worth being in your life with that level of intimacy, especially in a personal context? And is there some boundaries that might be helpful to set there? And if it's in a more of a work context, then can you minimize the time you spend with that person if they're not collaborating, if they're not healthy for you? So those are some considerations I would go into. But again, this episode is not for boundary setting. This was more about making that ask. And I can assure you, most of the times people are friendly. People want the same things as you. And people like it when you express your true self. Because the other opposite of that, which is either too selfish or too nice, that comes across as manipulative and people are able to sense that. So in my experience, The more you are able to ask and the more you are able to be curious, the closer your connections will get as well. So it's really in everyone's best interest and in the best interest of the relationship itself. So alright, hopefully you enjoyed this one. I will see you in the next one. Hello everyone. Welcome to the after show. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it served you well. As you know that we have been covering some external emotional intelligence in the last few weeks. So that would mean like how to deal with people, relationships. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode on assertiveness. Like always, I would highly encourage um, you to listen to the previous episodes of this show because a lot of this material is now starting to build up on the previous ones. So these episodes are much more like me speaking to you and brainstorming together, whereas the more solid theoretical bits were more in the beginning. So I highly encourage you to go back and check those out. And yeah, please, please share this podcast. It is available on iTunes, Spotify, and um, SoundCloud, I guess. I don't know, Google Podcasts. It's 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 in a lot of places. So please share this podcast. I appreciate this time with you, dear listener. Thank you for being with me and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.